I'm Jim, and this is On The Left Side, the funny football show. I had a bunch of friends over watching the game. They lose in the last couple of seconds. And then my wife comes in and she goes, babe, take it easy, it's only a game. And I went, what the you know? (laughs) And that was where the real problem started. Yeah, yeah, you don't do that. The trouble with being a small, up-and-coming football podcast is we just can't mix it with the big boys. I mean, in terms of punditry, the likes of the BBC just have the resource and the funding to get the top dogs in the sport giving their expert views on the weekend's games week in and week out. Just like this weekend when Hollywood superstar Mark Wahlberg went up against Mark Lauro Lawrenson in their weekly predictor game and in the meantime did absolutely nothing to help the stereotypical view that the Yanks know zip about soccer. Wow, these are some good names. All right, Bournemouth and and Leicester Square. Leicester Square. Leicester Square. You've literally got the teams written in front of you. I would say Leicester City wins 1-0. And no, they lost 4-2. Let's have another go. Manchester City versus Fullman. Fullman, Fullman, Fullman. Fullman? Fullman? It's a football team, not someone's surname. Man City... Amazingly, he actually got that one pretty close. It finished 3-0. Let's do one more. Uh, Waterford versus Manchester United. Waterford versus Manchester United. Man U, 2-1. Okay, he's actually not that bad at predicting scores, but he is useless at saying words, which is a bit like me, but with more money. But Waterford? That's unforgivable. Are we sure it's not too late to take back the 2026 World Cup yet? Actually, Waterford versus Manchester United was one of the more interesting propositions this weekend as the unbeaten Waterford took on the struggling Manchester United. The drama, of course, started well before even a ball was kicked, however, with Jose Mourinho's two-week stint away from the spotlight during the international break clearly troubling him, because he was back and back with a bang. Jose walked into his press conference ahead of the Watford match with a mission, and that mission would be to make sure everyone was talking about him this weekend, even if he suggested it wasn't. You know, some of the persons, the ones that wake up in the morning and the first thing that comes into their minds is uh, Jose Mourinho and Manchester United, I feel sorry for them because there are much more interesting things. A more exciting thing than Jose Mourinho? Wow, he really is a changed man. Of course, no one actually believes that he thinks that, but that wasn't all. After some questions this week about Marcus Rashford's time on the pitch for Manchester United, most prominently from Gareth Southgate, Jose was armed with some stats, and we all love a stat. On the season 16-17, Marcus Rashford played 32 Premier League matches, 11 Europa League matches, 3 FA Cup matches, six League Cup matches and the Community Shield. If you want to take to the minutes of play, he played 3,068 minutes. And if you want to divide that by by 90 minutes of the matches, he played 34.2 matches of 90 minutes. On the 17-18, he played a total of 52 matches with 2,676 minutes. If you divide that by 90, gives 29.7 matches. Hang on, hang on. I need a calculator. 
2,676 minutes divided by his salary times his opportunities, squared by his shirt sales, carry over the amount his name scores in Scrabble. Yeah, that all seems to add up. But why, Jose? Wasn't he even in the squad this weekend? That's what the United fans wanted to know on social media. At Aaron Lentner asked, Where is Rashford after scoring two goals against top international teams? At Tall and Lazy wanted to know, Where's Rashford? And at Donata underscore Frankie demanded, Rashford, crying face, where, why, how? Well, where, sitting in the stand, why? Because he was a bit of a knobhead against Burnley, and how? He headbutted someone. All in all, probably one of the more justified decisions from the special one not to play him in the game. Although you can understand people having a slight mistrust of Jose pulling out the stats card. We all remember when he bought that list of 49 young players that he'd nurtured to a Manchester United press conference before, carelessly spilling water over it before anyone could get a glimpse of it. We can only presume that it probably just read Zlatan Ibrahimovic and some really good moisturiser over and over and over again. As for the results, well, United got the win and crept a little bit closer to the top half of the table where the title contenders seem to be lying. Man City, Chelsea and Liverpool, who took on Tottenham this weekend, who are still playing their home games at Wembley Stadium after further delays to their new home ground. Some reports are the workmen are even being pulled away from London's Crossrail project to try and get Spurs into White Hart Lane, the sequel. And now I understand why. Rather than just focus on the important stuff like physiotherapy suites, changing rooms, a pitch, a safety system and maybe even seats, Tottenham's new home will apparently also include a bakery, a microbrewery and its own cheese room. Mm-hmm. I have no idea what a cheese room is, but A, I'm pretty sure it's a sign that football is fucked and B, I'm pretty sure I need one instead of a spare room. I was considering coming up with a list of cheese footballers at this point, but I only got as far as Tony Edams, Gianfranco Gorgonzola, Philadelphia Neville and a menthol petit before deciding that it wasn't really how I wanted to spend my life. That said, I could be spending it in a much worse way, as a video from the stands at Bournemouth proved. In what is probably one of the greatest fan football YouTube videos ever recorded, Cherry YouTuber OLPM, or Ollie, recorded a fellow fan during their match versus Chelsea a few weeks ago. And that fan had clearly chosen their favourite football chant and was sticking with it. It's simple, and Ollie recorded it being said a total of 22 times. 22 times, apparently all within a 10 minute period, which would suggest that over 90 minutes, that lady shouted the same thing 198 times. Which, as this seems to be an episode very stats heavy, can be fairly distributed 18 times for every player on the pitch. It certainly shows a dedication to the cause. 
You've also got to admire the flexibility of that chant. It can be adapted for any team. You could have fuck off you red wankers, fuck off you yellow wankers, and no, that's not racist, or fuck off you claret wankers. It really is a fit-all solution for footballing abuse from the stands, and for that, that lady must be commended. Although I wouldn't recommend taking her to the cinema to see the next Smurfs movie. It could get very ugly. Thank you. That's all we've got this week. More of the same will be flooding into your ears next Monday, kicking off your week in full football funny style. Please make sure you subscribe to this channel however you listen to your podcasts and we'll get you the next OTLS as soon as we click that little button that sends my words up into the internet and down into your ears. See you soon. On the Left Side is written and produced by Ant McGinley and Jim Salverson.